Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Midlands Rugby Podcast. Uh, Phil, how are you doing? I'm very well, mate. How are you? I'm all right. I've got COVID and I've broken my hand and I've shaved my beard off in November. So apart from that, I'm doing absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, you look really... like you've got a bit of alopecia going on as well from here. It does. I nearly did the eyebrows by accident because when you join it, <laughs> do it with your, your less dominant hand. It, it's, <laughs> it's really hard. Um, firstly, to those who are actual fans or supporters of the pod, we've not been here for two weeks. We've been busy. Get over it. It's not our fault. Um, we've got a guest with us today, Phil. Who have we got with us? We've got young Chopper Davies with us. Um, (laughs) Probably not been called up for a while, but uh, Charlie Davies, he's been on our podcast before um, and uh, we thought we'd get him on again because he's a good lad and he's got uh, involvement in a Midlands community rugby club. Yeah, he has. So, Charlie, how are you doing, first of all? Yes, I'm well, mate. I'm well. Uh, Good to be back. Uh, It's been... I think probably last year we we had our conversation, wasn't it? So um, yeah. yeah, no, it's good good to be back and uh, chat to you guys. But yeah, everything's well, mate. Thank you. So 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 on the community front of rugby, that's what we try and be based around nowadays. We struggle to do anything to do with rugby. But what are you doing at the minute in the community game, Joe? Uh, so I've just got into my second season um, coaching down at Chesterfield Panthers, which was my original. Uh, club where I where I first picked up a rugby ball uh, many many years ago now, but um, yeah, so uh, come on board with them within the second season, um, being head coach and just trying to give a bit back, coaching the, the men's senior team, um, and yeah, no, it's going really well, really enjoying it. Uh, good bunch of boys down there and um, progressing quite nicely. Quite uh, quite happy with where we're sitting at the moment in the league at second at the moment. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's going great. Hey, we were talking just before we started recording. You've put on a lot of points across the board against most of the opposition. What what is the the rugby like down in? I think we worked out it was Midlands, Threes, Counties, North, West, East, South, West League. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, basically, somewhere like somewhere um, in the Midlands, basically. What's the brand of rugby like down there? Um. When I first came on, sort of two years ago, the the it was very sort of one-up rugby, a lot of big lads scrummaging, mauling, um, not much expansive heads up sort of, of football really. So where I kind of looked at and 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 when I've seen a, when I first saw my first few games and and whatnot and and the, and the skill level of the the guys, I sort of really wanted to focus on skills and I really thought there was an opportunity for. Uh, us to bring a brand of rugby where we had a real attacking em- emphasis. Um, so yeah, a lot of skills based stuff that I tried to bring in is to sort of try and counter big big teams that maybe don't like to play at a bit of pace. Um, and a lot of the training that we uh, that I revolve the, the games or skills around is is playing at pace with heads up rugby. So we've we've uh, started to get a bit of a um, a roll on now with our attacking play. Our um, you know, even getting forwards to being playmakers at certain times in the game with certain certain plays and um and and building a structure where we can attack from anywhere really. Um and that's that's been a lot of work on, so like I said, with skills, the skills element, um understanding of of where to to attack and why you should attack in certain scenarios with different defenses and different pictures that are in front of you. 
Uh, and then also probably a little bit of the training has been sped up. I don't necessarily make guys run through between cones for fitness, but the um, I sort of try to bring an element of where I, when I trained professionally, um, especially my last year at Saints, um, the, the trains were very high, high intensity. So you sort of be out in the paddock for an hour, but it's, it's nonstop. So it skills into something else, into skills again, into something else. So sort of really try to bring those things where I've learned from and install them into these guys. And they, they, they seem to be embracing it. And like I said, um, I'm pretty sure we're up there as one of the highest scoring uh, teams in the league at the moment. So um, I think there's only been one game where we haven't had a bonus point of four tries. So it's, it's really pleasing to, to see uh, the guys now uh, wanting to play expansive rugby, which is, um, you know, especially uh, for, well, for myself and Phil, we we like to sort of throw the ball and um, get it wide. Phil, you, I remember you loving being out in the wide channels and um, yeah. So it's just, you couldn't get back into the middle. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he liked the celebrations on the end, didn't he? The glory at the end. But um, no, yeah. So it, basically, I felt the the brand of rugby that was in the leagues was a lot of emphasis on on the slow kind of muscle rugby, stick it up your jumper. And I I thought there's a real opportunity here to to build a brand of rugby around this club, which if people want to come and play and fast rugby and, and and running rugby that's what that's the kind of brand we want to we want to be so uh, yeah no so it's uh like i said still work in progress um learning a lot as uh as players but also as a coach as well um of of understanding uh of how to get the best out of guys with the short sort of window of of coaching availability on just once a week um but it seems to be working at the moment which is a, which is a good sign <laughs> you said uh, you, you took a lot for, or you've taken some bits from me last year at Saints. Now, I know many people might not know who your, who your coaches were at Saints <laughs> in that last year. I say that because off the top of my head, I don't know. But do you, have you, has someone inspired you out of your previous coaches? As in, was there a shouty coach? You thought, oh, I like shouting at people. I'll coach like that. Or because that's what Phil does, Phil decepts and blinds and calls people dickheads all the time. Or are you a lot more kind of arm round or how what's your coaching style? Um I, again, like this is this is where learnings have come in. I think um I'm quite animated as a coach. Um I I kind of want to be really engaged in the session. I think uh coaches that sort of where my professional career that sort of inspired me in that sense is uh, you've got sort of you, Brad Davis, who's now at London Irish. He was my defence coach at Wasps. And I, I always very engaged in his sessions. You know, he's always very animated bloke. Um, and But then would have a conversation with you and, and you, if you asked a question, um, but then was very clear with what, what he wanted you to get out of the session. So... There was that as uh, my, my last year at Saints, Sam Vesti, again, quite an animated coach. And it just, for me, that kind of, um, it's not saying that's the completely the best way. I think some of the coaches, which were a bit more reserved, are also very good as well, because, uh, but for me in a session, if um, I want to get energy out of the session and energy out of the boys, I, I feel I can be a bit animated and, and almost look, be, be more interested in the session myself, then it kind of, hopefully that feeds out through, through the players. Um, like I said, with, with, with learnings, I think I was probably a bit, I was probably like what you say with Phil, Effie and blind in a bit, uh, too animated. And I was, I took that probably into the touchline on, on, on games as well, a little bit. 
Um, and I, I think this year I've kind of maturing a little bit is probably the word to use as a coach, um, knowing when to step in and knowing when to to let the players sort of figure it out themselves, which is, I think, is a really key part of their development as well. So, mm. yeah, so Evan and flowing with that and, and trying to find my feet yeah. of where, where I probably, uh, I think over time, um, I'll I'll pick and choose my moments to to be that animated sort of character. Yeah. Really, Phil, are you are you still finding your technique? Because from what I've seen online, you're very much similar to Neil Warnock uh, in the way you you treat your men. Um, where do you get where did you get your technique from? Are you still going? Or oh, maybe I need to change a bit. Maybe I think I think uh, it helps that me and my brother plays kind of like good cop bad cop. So I'm <laughs> I'm just the bad cop. Um, so, yeah, no, I think I also it's a bit different for me as well because I'm player coach. So because I'm playing, I can afford to be a bit more straight to the point and cutthroat than, than maybe a coach can be. Plus also most people I coach are my mates. So <laughs> yeah, yeah they, well, just they are before the start of the session anyway. Yeah, they were before the start of the session. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, it's a bit of a different scenario, you know, from coaching, like years coaching schools and coaching other clubs, I wasn't quite as, oh, I'm not quite as aggressive or abusive, um, although some high school students might disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Um, just before we move away from community rugby, Charlie, I just wanted to ask you, you've been doing it for two years, obviously, we probably spoke about it last time we were on. Cove has not done great for community rugby, but what positive what positive signs can you see at the minute from Chesterfield and from teams you're playing in of stuff changing in, in community rugby? Can you see anything changing in community rugby? Um, I think definitely down at Chesterfield, um, there's a bit more, obviously since COVID, there's more, you see more people at the ground, <coughs> people are playing, there's Obviously, we've had quite a few fresh faces come into the side this year and some really good additions, some guys that have never played rugby before um, who, who are picking it up really well. And I think that that's a really positive sign because at the end of the day, you, you don't have players or people around the club, then it, it, it's not worth worth the time. But um, we've, we've gathering some more players. And, and, and like I said, it, it just sort of seems there now there's kind of like a nice community building um, and also vice versa, when we've gone to other clubs, it's exactly the same sort of thing. There's a lot of people around the clubs. And I think that's one thing that we've all grown up with, loving with um, rugby, was being a part of these clubs that we've come up through or a club that you've been a part of your entire life where uh, you recognise the people and then also meeting new faces. So I think hopefully that can carry on growing. Um, I can't speak across the boards with everything because... I mean, it's, it's great to see there's so many clubs and teams across the whole whole country. Um, but I think whatever support or or influence that can be made where for, for community rugby to keep being promoted and um, and for people to keep keep their interest it, it is really valuable because I think without that sort of grassroots and community rugby, it's that's the sort of fundamental of English rugby for me. Like you you get so many good characters and um you know and, and and there are a lot of very good players across a lot of different leagues um and so it's great to see with with us with our community games with when we're playing you know we we laughed and joke a little bit about the league where we're we're at the moment we're obviously gonna 
over a long period of time trying to build the club up to be in higher leagues. But um, you see the sort of standard, even some of these lower leagues, some great tries been scored and guys coming out to to, to express themselves with with the game. And um, yeah, so it just I, I think it, it it's quite a slow, steady pace, with, especially with us at Panthers. But you can sort of see now there's a, hopefully a little bit of progression and. Uh, hopefully over time we can just sort of build up, build the club up and keep attracting players, attracting people down there and, and, and keep it as a really good community uh, place to be. So uh, in that in that light, it's, it's, it's in a positive direction. So. I think you've absolutely looked out as well, just looking down your league, 10 out of the 12 teams are in Derbyshire, including yeah. yourselves. <laughs> yes. and, the, and the other two are West Bridgeford and Keyworth. Yes, yeah, so, no, exactly. in terms of travel, that Minimal is enough. travel, which is the thing. But I get a bit of stick from my my lads because I've had a bit of uh, some of the games I've not met met, so they always take the piss saying I've 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 hit my quota for the month of one game, and then uh, <laughs> uh, so I've, I've um, yeah, so it's just been a bit of a topsy turvy thing with work, but um, yeah, so the travel side of that sort of thing is is made it a lot easier, and I think that's probably kept um, a bit more consistency with our players playing I think mm-hmm. um whether that's a, something that needs to be recognized across everywhere where you don't you're not traveling for three hours on your Saturday to go play a game and then three hours back you know I think that that will that causes quite a bit of disinterest for guys who are just playing for fun so that's I think good. with with that restructure that's really that's really helped us and probably helped other teams as well to to maintain a, a consistent squad um so yeah, so uh, one 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 as a as a from my point of view, that's a very handy thing to not be travelling too far. But then for I think for our squad, it's, it's it's definitely for teams that it's it's a bit more attractive to come and play on Saturday than yeah. to be travelling you know the other end of the country. Um, so I think maybe that's something I don't know for other league structures, but whether that's something that could be thought into in in, in the future years, really. Yeah. Um, off from a positive part of the community game to something that isn't nice to talk to, but I guess there's, there's some positivity in, in the sense of some recent updates. But we originally spoke to you about two weeks ago when uh, Worcester Warriors had just gone and, and Wasps had just gone into administration, one of your former clubs. Um, latest update that I know from Wasps is they, it's been agreed they can be bought by group of former players and so on. So that's good. But obviously last time you were on, we spoke about Future Smart, um, yeah. which is, well, you can let us know what it is. There's no point in me trying to explain your baby. <laughs> so <laughs> Johnny, firstly, what is what is Future Smart? Um, so Future Smart is something I I sort of do on the sides. Um, it's through my 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 mum, Carol, who set it up a, a while ago. She sort of it's a company to sort of help guys to gain uh, primarily educational qualifications um, and it basically design programs around their professional sporting life. Um, and that's across men, women, you know, and, and not just in rugby, that's across different sports and military. Um, and basically to sort of help them, help them develop and help them get ready basically before, for, for, um, for life that transition from professional sport to sort of almost the, the real world as such. And um, yeah, so that's, that's the premise of the company. And um, I, I sort of have come on board as a bit of a, um, to help sort of promote and 
uh, be a bit, be a bit, try and be a bit more of an ambassador for it as such to sort of try and spread a message of um, the sort of difficulties you can face coming out of rugby, um, as I know firsthand. And um, yeah, so it's, it's it's a company that's it's it's there to to just to help really. Um, and obviously, I think with us, we're just trying to spread a message of being prepared. And um, I mean, you hear it all the time when you're playing your career, and unfortunately. I didn't, I heard it and I thought I was one of the invincible. And then when I was coming out of my rugby career, I got my, I got my first job through networking. Cause obviously with rugby, that's what you utilize. You have a very good network. You can meet a lot of people and a lot of people that want to help you. Um, but then it was post during the, when COVID happened, uh, unfortunately I lost that job due to COVID. Um, and I found it very difficult then to obviously join a period when a lot of people were struggling with work. Um, I wasn't able to get any jobs that I was interested in or, um, you know, because I didn't have any professional qualifications or I didn't have any experience on the side of, 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 of a long-term experience. Um, so it was just more, it's, 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 it's there to sort of, you know, and, and like I said, when, when I was playing, I, I didn't prepare myself. And then I had to go back to square one school and, and mm. retrain and pick up a delivery job and um, just to pay for mortgage, et cetera. And there's all those pressures and et cetera. And I sort of kick myself whether I probably should have done a little bit more. And because um, at the end of the day, you, you think you don't have the time and rugby comes first, but you do have the time um, to, to, to work something out. So it's more, it's more making guys aware and obviously like I said, the courses are designed so that rugby does come first or whatever sport you're in comes first. Yeah. Um, but then it just it's to sort of tick you along. So then once you either make the decision that you want to leave or unfortunately for some, that decision's taken out of the hands. You've just got something that's that's there to, to help you. And, um, and and then you can start your, your new life with a good, fresh identity um, and, yeah. and go for things that you want to go for. So... Yeah, so that's that. That's the premise of it already. And I, I think I was in on it before you were, Charlie. At, at some point, working with your mum, uh, and I did the foundation degree. Yeah, um, it wasn't Future Smart then, but uh, it was its previous name. But yeah, it, it was yeah. definitely worthwhile. It makes you also recognise how much you have learned from playing professional sport. I think that's something that um, surprised me. That actually, I've got all these skills that I've just developed through being in part of a sports team and mm. all these different sort of life skills that you don't normally recognize in a CV. Um, yeah. So it is quite useful. And then, you know, it was the opportunity for me to go on and do another degree if I wanted to or whatever, but I was fortunate enough to have sort of already landed a job. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it's definitely a worthwhile cause and your mum's doing pretty good work out there. And yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 like I said, it's 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 a very you get the small percent that uh, are already they probably get a small percent that are very smart in the sense of preparing themselves and they've already got them getting themselves qualifications without engaging with somebody like Future Smart or you know they've they've worked through with the the Rugby Players Association or or whatnot. Then you have probably another small percent which are thinking about it, and then the majority of the rest are not. Um, Think about and and the other side of it as well. I think the 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 sport seems to be getting younger and younger, so it's obviously harder to get young guys to um, start thinking about that stuff. Because obviously, once you know, I, I can speak from experience. When you when you get into that world, that's your focus. That's your 
that's your dream that you've you've worked for for many years so you don't want to start thinking about something else but i think like you'll you'll know phil with 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 going through those sort of things um they are attainable and they are they are things that people will help you with and work with work through and 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 then once you have that qualification once you get into the real world of a business or whatever career choice you choose you do realize that everything that you've learned through rugby it's it's, it's so transferable across the business uh team structures etc leadership and whatnot and i think yeah there's so much stuff that you learn about yourself being a professional player but then also within a professional structure because at the end of the day they are businesses yeah um and you you'll find yourself if you've got yourself a good Bulked up your CV. Once you get into that real world, you, I think, play a lot. A lot of sportsmen can fly, or sportsmen and women can fly into business quite happily because of of the things that they learned through their sporting careers. Um. So Charlie, with all that, with all that work, future, uh, future smart are doing, and all this, and obviously your link to sort of the Wasps boys and, and what's going on at the club there. Um, we don't need names or numbers or how many people have been in contact, but have, have do you know many lads that are, are seriously in a position where they're going, right, I need to start looking for work, I need to start thinking about a new job now, because or are people sitting and waiting? Um, so we, we've, we've had sort of conversations with the RPA and just basically offered, um, cause I know they're doing a lot of good work trying to help guys and, you know, there's a support there with the personal development managers and, um, we sort of just added a, a tried to be an extra stem for them really just as a, as a thing to sort of say, like, look, if, if there are guys looking at this, then put, point them our way and we were always here to help to support. And that was our primary thing, primary thing to sort of send a message out to all the, not just the players, but the staff as well. Cause yeah. you know, it's 167 people from wasps alone that, that got made redundant, unfortunately. Um, the feedback we got, um, we've had a few guys from, from, from wasps and from Worcester, um, sort of come forward to sort of maybe start looking into stuff, uh, which is just sort of early stages really. And, uh getting them onto courses but the majority of the feedback we had and quite understandably is is that you know a lot of the guys are not wanting to have that kind of mindset um which you know they they, they want to get they want to keep playing and they want to find a club and that's their first focus to try and find something to keep playing rugby um and then we just sort of said you know we're, we're always here and and if, if guys are in a club you've been in that situation now so maybe it's a good time to once you find your feet again in something and, and, and if you're playing again, then we're here to sort of, if you want to start thinking about the, your, your life after, after sport, then please, please just get hold of us. And, um, but majority, I think majority of people, um, like I said, I just, I just focus on trying to get back into the sport at the moment. And I think there's been some quite good numbers so far with the WASP squad getting, getting contracts yeah. here, there and everywhere, including some of the coaches staff, which, which is pleasing yeah. to see because I saw Matty Everard has gone back to Tigers. He has, yes. Um, I haven't, I haven't spoken to him in person. I think, I think one thing for me was um, I put a post up about, you know, a social media post about Future Smart, but then my time at Wasp and it was more kind of a bit of um, feeling sorry for people and and it just sort of saying if anyone needs a chat or if they need support with anything, then just give me a call. But 
in the terms of actually com- having a conversation with players or, or you know, Matty Everard is a good friend of mine, uh, coaching staff, I've sort of left them left them to the devices I don't think people want, you know. Um, people people been pestered through in a pretty tough, difficult period of time, you know, a lot of guys got, you know, families, mortgages, et cetera. So they they probably don't need the time to to be gossiping about it. So I've sort of left yeah. them to it. And but it's great to see that, you know, the likes of Matty, like um, you know, he was one of the first people I thought about when mm. uh this went about because he's he's still very early and very young into his coaching career and he's He's gone through the ranks at Wasp pretty quickly to become defence coach pretty quickly. And, and, you know, to be picked up by someone like Tigers, um, you know, the champions of England, and I think they've already got a very good coaching set up there, um, is, 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 a, is you know, it's a great thing for him. But also it probably says a lot about the bloke he is and the, and the kind of coaching style that he sort of brings. And, um, no, I, I think it, if he's working in a, an environment like Leicester then he's he's only going to learn and get better and better and you never know what his future can hold so it's, it's very pleasing to see things like that but I just hope that the rest of the guys that aren't sorted yet um if they're still looking for that opportunity to play be in rugby then uh I hope that comes around for them because it's 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 I think it's one thing if you choose to leave um and then you kind of finding your feet in the world and then injury is another thing but then to have your livelihood is is it's kind of a completely different thing altogether. Um, I think it's, I think especially mid season, that's a very difficult thing to oh, handle. Yeah. And um, so I hope, I hope, I hope for the sake of those guys, and then um, a lot of them get sorted out pretty ASAP, really. So, so what happens now? I don't know if you know. I don't know if even you know. Phil's also quite feel quite good at looking at numbers and knowing protocols and stuff. So now there's been an agreement of, of sale or. For it, for it's allowed. Was allowed to be bought, and I think it was senior men's and academy, wasn't it, that uh, are being agreed. Does what happens with the former? So has everyone had their contracts cancelled or terminated, and then it would have to restart again? Yeah, all, all all contracts are made redundant, or all employees are made redundant of the company that is essentially Wasps RFC. So to go back they'd have they'd get new contracts i think the issue for wasps is is because this consortium's coming in to get them and they're not allowed to play any rugby anyway until <coughs> next season when they'll be in the championship which again is going to be another mess um there's no point in wasps actually putting a squad together until probably what do you reckon you charlie about february march yeah i think they've like I said you're probably right, Phil. They need to get this sort of across the line and make sure it's it's because I think they have, they have to come up with a three to five year business plan, yeah. don't they, to to ensure that that you know they can they can buy the club and then to ensure the club's alive for for next year. And then, like you said, it's then um, trying to build a squad that's ready for Championship rugby. You know, and um, that's no that's no easy task. Um, so. Yeah, you probably think hopefully if they can get this across the line in the next couple of months or even earlier, then um yeah, probably in the start of the new year, January, February time, they'll they'll have to start start building the squad back up. And unfortunately, like you said, the the main contingency of the squad will will have been picked up by other teams at this point. And I, I think quite a few of them have got long-term contract contracts as well with 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 other clubs in the premiership. So um so it'd be an interesting thing. It'd be 
it'd be an interesting um i think it's it, one firstly it's it's fantastic to see that some a lot of old wasps have come together to do to do this mm. um i don't know the, the the names particularly of um i know uh I, yeah i don't know the names of particularly who is actually in the consortium but i know for a fact that you know they've obviously been in, see whatsapp chats of of was old wasp groups and stuff and um it just sort of shows the for me that's you know they, they do the phrase of once a wasp always a, always a wasp and it's great to see some of these guys who have who've played for the club many many years ago whether they're still trying to fight for the survival of it and it would be a it would have been a very big shame and also for Worcester but for for me personally because I played for wasps um it would have been a great shame if if you saw that club just completely disappear um so hopefully that gets across the line soon enough yeah. um I've got, uh, it'd, be, it'd be very interesting to see their strategy of 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 how they are going to rebuild such a big brand such a big club um to come back and fingers crossed be back into the sort of big time at, at one point in time really so hundred percent. I've I've just got different images of Lawrence Delio with a crow crowbar outside people's houses, going, "You are going to put some fucking money into this now." That's <laughs> <laughs> why so many people have said yes. Um, Charlie, mate, thank you very much for coming on. It's been great to chat to you again. Uh, hopefully, we'll actually be able to meet up at some point. Last time we said that there was still different types of flu flying around and, and stuff. Like and stuff, yeah. No, yeah. I'd be very interested when you, if you throw in one of these uh, your, your nights or something, then uh, it'd be great to come along, even as a supporter. So, um, no, thanks very much, mate. It'd be good. Cool. Thanks so much. And uh, good luck to your boys at the weekend as well, if you've got a game. Perfect. Will do. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cool. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. So that was our mate, Charlie. Still a good guy. <laughs> still, a, still a good guy. Still a good guy. Not changed in a year. <laughs> Sounds like what he's doing down at Panthers is uh, is working. It's got new boys playing at a decent, le decent enough level for first comers. That's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, it's not a small place, Chesterfield, no. uh, and you'd hope they'd be able to sort of create a bit of a multiple squad atmosphere. So, yeah, I think you know, having someone like Charlie's obviously got a high level experience um, across Europe. You could say with his time at Stad, um, <laughs> he. And he's, he's he's. I can just imagine what he's like as coach. He'll be bouncing around, yeah. like irritating little Charlie was. So, it's got uh, him up. yeah, exactly. This <laughs> is exactly what I can expect. Yeah, yeah. He just had the energy. Just yeah, yeah. Fair play, fair play to him. Um, they obviously play Midlands Counties Three. We're on to Counties Two for a roundup. Yes. I have currently got counties two mid and east south laid up on my screen as a little nod. Some interesting teams in here, some teams I actually know, and they're on the other side of our normal playing knowledge, which is interesting. The likes of Luton and St. Neer, it's all, all, I say teams I know, they're not. I know where they are in the country. Oh, a, lot more, a lot more than what I did for the, the lads. Well, there's, there are some teams in there, you know, Spalding used to be in the Pavia's League, Metal Mowbray used to be in our league, Huntington and District used to be in our league. So, you know, there are, and Luton, I think, at one point were in our league a while ago. So, um, and I think Daventry were as well, to be fair. So it's, there are teams I know there. You know, it looks like Daventry are going pretty strong. They're eight from eight. 
Spalding doing all right. Spalding's a weird team. Um, well, it used to be in terms of sort of their squad. Travelling away, they used to have a different squad to being at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's because they were right next to a, an RAF base. Right. Now, Mowbray, um, coached by Holf, um, seems to be sitting quite comfortably in mid for the table. And Huntington District, you know, they've, they've dropped a couple of leagues from where they were a couple of years ago. But you know, it's just nice to see that these teams are still putting out, you know, full squads. And um, there's not one second team in that league, Tom. No, not one second team. I mean, this is this is getting to the point where teams will be big teams on their way down, big teams in inverted commas, obviously, because that's just how the leagues sometimes go when teams pushing to try and grow. So there'll be some interesting games in this. Never seen any of these teams play, unfortunately. May have seen Sporting a long time ago. Don't know. Can't really comment on their brand of rugby. However, it looks like there's uh, some tight games. So it looks like it could be quite an interesting league this year. Mm, definitely. Yeah, it looked quite even in the middle. On to counties to Midlands East North. These are teams that we do know. East North. Yes. Here we go. Oh, some teams I know. I would say nice to see, nice to see Mansfield at the top. A team we would like to come back to the higher echelons. Um I think you know that league looks quite diff- like quite competitive with uh the top four split by four. Um Boston, a very interesting place to go and play rugby. If no one's ever been there, it's uh, always windy. Game, isn't it? it is, it is. But yeah, some good teams in there. Good local teams that we all know. Belper, Nottingham Casuals, Gainsborough, Ashfield. Mansfield's quite... Some of the teams in that league are quite interesting. Because the likes of Moderns and Mansfield, they've had a bit of a change of guard, haven't they? They've got now... Their, their first teams are for the lads who are between the ages kind of 18 and 25 26 whereas maybe a year to maybe pre-covid it was the tail enders of their career that were propping up their first team so to see some and it looked like and from what i've spoken to and, and read about the mansfield moderns game which was quite a tight game finishing 17 22 in moderns favor there was some really really good rugby played it looks like there's been some really good rugby played by the likes of Stephen and, and, and mansfield there. Yeah, I, I actually actually run into our our mate Chris Tippo at the ice hockey the other day before I was right. manager uh, coach at coach at Ashfield says it's a completely different challenge. I don't know what that means. If I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. He said, he, he said he's enjoying it. it. It's he says it's different down there because obviously the standards different, the desire is different. Um, because we are now in this position in rugby where you've got people who joined rugby at the likes of Ashfield and Mansfield, especially, uh, who enjoyed, and East Retford, who joined rugby to play casual rugby. But because of the drop off of players across the leagues of COVID, they're now having to step up and think about playing first team, which if you've only got one team, that's fine. But if you've got two or three teams and you were happy being a third, second team player, <laughs> so now has to be and it's, it's a bit of a change of expectations of definitely um, going to counties two Midlands West South Midlands not many teams I know in here yeah. in fact I don't know any of them uh, I know Kenilworth twos but we can get the bus to Kenilworth can't we from here can we no think about something else are you thinking about Keyworth Tom uh, yeah, Kegworth yeah one of yep. them 
Yeah, good. Um, yeah, not many teams. Is uh, Old Wheatlands one of the uh, teams that uh, one of the lads from Kings Rugby played for? Uh, the fly half, what was his name? Sorry, Kings who? Kings Cross, Steelers. Oh, um, was it? Did he play for Old Wheatlands? Yeah, Old Wheatlands. He might have. Sounds... He might sounds... have done. Uh, but yeah, it looks like another close league. Top four separated by six. Top five separated by six. Oh. Uh, and then poor Pinley at the bottom there wow. with just the one win. Shipping a um, lot of points. Shedding a lot of points. And then finally... Uh, Midland counties two, Midlands West North. So difficult. Um, yeah, again, you know, you've got some twos teams in there like Bridge North and Newport Salop and Lucktonian threes. Jeez. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know enough about these places, but it looks like a very close league considering the top five are all split by five points. Uh, and Hands will have a game in hand so they could actually get level. Um, but Bridge North 2 is looking nice and strong in there. Market Drayton. I've always thought that sounds like a lovely place. Is that where Drayton Manor is? See, I think that's why I think it sounds like a lovely place, but places which are like Market Drayton, like Market Harbour, basically, they can either be really, really nice or absolute shitholes. Yeah, Dr- yeah, I think that is where Drayton Manor is. Oh, sound. Um, yeah, and that's the roundup of counties to Midlands. Rugby. I think we were slightly more insightful this time. <laughs> yeah, in the east. Neither of us have ever lived in the West Midlands. But we, we commented on we knew that Spalding were in, in a league that we were in and we know where Luton is in the country. <laughs> which is better than what we did with some of the places we spoke about last time. Yeah. We, we commented, we discussed the league that I play in and didn't realise it was the league I played in for <laughs> Yeah, we did 10 15 seconds. I think we've done a lot better. Yeah, bro. Thank you. Um, next week, I promise we're going to be back. We've got, uh, she said she, she said a week ago it was a yes, so I'm saying it's still confirmed. Um, Scottish international playing at she's still at Loughborough, um, got quite close links to. To Pavia's rugby club, Jenny Maxwell uh, will be joining us on the pod to discuss everything uh, women's rugby in the Premiership 15s. Premiership 15s. Um, and also, obviously, she could be there. Um, the, the current World Cup that was that is going on across the water, um, across the water the other way, not the conventional towards America way. Um, <laughs> That's not how you describe Australia, but. <laughs> Down New under. Zealand, sorry. New yes. Zealand, sorry. New, New Zealand. Zealand. So it's not been down under. Down under, slightly north, I think. Um, yeah. We're getting there. <laughs> Charlie mentioned uh, to us he's excited about the live shows we're going to be doing, or the live events. He wants to come along. Um, try really to get awesome. to the stage. Don't know about that yet, Charlie. Um, so keep an eye out for that. We are, I don't know where I'm going with this, but we're coming up to Christmas. So if you want to send us presents... You know where we are. Why not? We know. Right, yeah. Charlie, Charlie dropped some big names of people starting a rum company. Um, one being a former guest. Send me some fucking rum, please. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, but yeah, Phil, we'll end in a traditional way. Oh no. Oh no. Do you have any wise words? Um no, no, I've I've panicked. I think the wise words should have been, and you can use this if you're a young professional sportsman, look up future smart to get a qualification. You're better than me at that. Good. Have you got any wise words? Yeah, if you're a young professional sports person, uh, try and f- hunt out Future Smart to get some qualifications for post career. Sick. Well done, mate. You could do uh, as well as me. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you could you could host a podcast with a bloke that looks like an egg. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, mate. Bye. Bye.